So welcome to the Giving Hope podcast. Thank you. Thank you. I love that you have the word giving in your podcast title. (laughs) I know. Isn't that great? I was thinking that when I was preparing for, I was like looking through your book and I was like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. Yeah. Well, tell everybody about yourself. Um, I've, I've of course gotten to know you just a little bit through social media. And I think this is so fun that most of the women people know that I, and I mentioned this before that most of the women that I interview, and there's a couple of men in there, but most of the women that I interview have been my friends on Instagram. Like it's just been like this community that's just growing of ministry, um, workers and, um, authors. And it's just really cool. So that's how we met everybody. That is yes. <laughs> and I, you know, I always say I have a love hate relationship with social media, but what Me I found is I have met so many wonderful people like yourself through mm-hmm. Instagram and just developed friendships and relationships. And then I love when I get to meet my uh, Instagram internet friends live. So that will yes. be a, a hope for the, that one day you and I will meet together in person. Yes, so. that would be amazing. <laughs> I would love that. So yeah. now that now that I would like to get to know you a little bit better. So let everybody know who you are and what you do and, uh, you know, just everything, you know. Let's sure. <laughs> so, um, yeah, on, on social media, I'm known as Giving Gal. And, yes. um, you know, prior to those days, um, you know, I've been married to my husband for, gosh, 18 years. And we met nice. in the police academy, which is like another whole crazy story. But okay, um, I'll have yeah, to hear that have... again. I'll have, I'll have to, you know, another time, but we will definitely yeah. have to come back to that. <laughs> yeah, but um, and he's an Indiana State Trooper and uh, we don't have any mm. children. Children and uh, it, it's interesting because I, we have dealt our entire marriage with infertility and went mm. through every treatment. Um, but I always felt like God calmed my spirit that that was not going to happen for me, and I was okay mm-hmm. with that. Uh, yeah. My husband, not as much, but I just always felt like God saying, you know, the things that I need you to do. And I want you to do, you know, if mm-hmm. you had kids, you wouldn't be able to do those. And he right. has brought some amazing young women into my life that I've mm-hmm. been able to give and to pour in, um, into their lives over the years that mm-hmm. I wouldn't have been able to do that. I, I, yeah. I'm confident if I had my own children, I, I probably wouldn't have noticed those girls, you know, I wouldn't have been in a, a yeah. position financially to help them. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I have these, you know, some of the girls, they call me mom, which is crazy. And, um, and some, some of them are in my life for a period of, of life and some of them are still there today. And, you know, we call and we chat and, uh, it always seems like God brings me a, a new young lady to just help and, and mentor and impact. I, um, work in big tech by day and, uh, still have like a corporate gig. And, uh, but my passion is writing and speaking. Um, I just released my fourth book and, um, I love to be on a stage this weekend. I was speaking at a a church and, um, yeah, I just love, you know, I've missed it with everything with COVID and the pandemic, Mm -hmm. uh, taking time off and then trying to like rebuild that. But, uh, every time I step on the stage, I know that God has given me a message to share and, um, you know, impact others' lives either in, in smaller or big ways. So that's a little bit about me and, um, yeah, who I am. And that's awesome. That's really great. I love hearing how people get 
pulled into the arena that I know you as, you know, what we've, we've come to know you as. Um, so how did you get started as an author? You say you work for big tech and your husband's a police officer is like, so how did you get to this point where you started on this journey of being an author and writing about finances and especially giving? Yeah. Um, I always say only God. That is the only way I am an author. Uh, prior to being the author, and I still like kind of claim that title is I'm terrible mm-hmm. at grammar. I'm terrible at spelling. Uh, I had to take remedial English in college. Um, mm. You know, I, I found out six months before my first book came out that I was dyslexic. So a learning disability. And, and Me too. Oh, there we go. There we go. You know, and it's like all these puzzle pieces fit together. I knew something was missing, but I didn't know something was missing. And um, I went on a journey like a decade ago, which is insane to think it's been 10 years. But January Mm -hmm. 1st, 2011, I started what I now refer to as my giving journey. Mm. And I gave a gift every day for 522 consecutive days. Wow. And that journey changed my life. Um, I missed day 523, <laughs> took a little break, <laughs> yeah. which I realized like as a week, uh, I think God said, you know, you accomplished your goal, which was to give a gift every day for a year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I missed it. I missed it. I took a little time off and, uh, I've been giving a gift almost every day for a decade and it's no longer a habit. It's a lifestyle. And I love to share that message with people. But on that journey, I had a little blog and I mean, it's embarrassing if I go back and look at those, I mean, the writing is atrocious. Um, <laughs> But what I love about it is people saw past the writing and they were connected by the story. And Mm -hmm. my definition of a gift was simple, give and expect nothing in return. So it didn't have to be a monetary gift, even though some days it was, you know, putting money in the, the collection plate as it passed at church or donating to a nonprofit. But I really set out on this journey to Well, I didn't set out to teach people. I set out to discover, you know, what are all the ways that you can give um, each and every day that have nothing to do with money. And Mm -hmm. um, I found over the decade that there's hundreds, if not thousands of ways to give just when we um, take time to look around and then take action. Yeah. And, um, and I would say, I always say some of the most powerful gifts that I've given cost no money and little time. Um, mm-hmm. and, and sometimes we think, you know, that we can only give if we're writing a big check, um, which I'm really big on, like, if you have a dollar to give, and that's all you can give. But the compound effect of a thousand of us giving a dollar is a thousand dollars. And to some nonprofits or whatever it is, that's a lot of money, right. um, you know, and so thinking about it, not in the terms of the amount, but um, what we can give. And oftentimes is it stretching us in yeah. what we do? So, yeah, I agree. I think a lot of people, they pause giving because I think we have been programmed to think it is all always going to be something monetary, uh, monetary. So we think, oh, I, well, I don't have that. And I don't, I don't know if I can stretch that. But if you think, okay, I can just make a meal or I can, you know, send a thank you card or I can, you know, like it had, doesn't have to be that. So to be able to stretch people out of that 
that mentality I think is, is very key. Cause I think so many people don't give because all they think of is money. It, exactly. And I want to mm-hmm. change that mentality to your point. Mm-hmm. You know, I always say as like an author, like, you know, struggling author who, you know, self publishes their own books and have a publishing <laughs> company is I've had people, you know, like I'll be, I'll speak and then I'll have the table and people come up and they'll be like, you know, oh, I'd love to get your books, but I don't have money right now. And, and that's mm-hmm. fine. I, I don't care. But I always tell people like, there's 10 ways to Sunday that you could help an author, you know, like, share their book on social media, like share some of their content, um, you know, go to the library and request the light. Like there's all these things, but we stop. Like you said, I like that. Like we kind of pause our giving because it's like, well, we can't buy the book. So, you know, we do nothing. Uh, We can't Mm -hmm. give to a nonprofit, but can you share something about them on social media? Can you learn a story about them and tell a mm-hmm. friend, you know, can you donate a can of, uh, you know, green beans instead of $10, whatever it is, you know, it's yes. like thinking of, I can't do this, but what can I do? And mm-hmm. I think that goes to a lot of areas in our life. You know, if I would have used that same attitude of, you know, I can't write, I'm, I'm not a good writer. I never would have written my first book, let alone, you know, four books. And uh, right. I think God, God uses us in so many ways, but we have to be willing to be used in all those other ways. Yes, exactly. That Having that stepping out of our comfort zone, I think is also a big deal for a lot of people where... Nowadays, you can do things anonymously. You can, you know, you can always do things anonymously, dropping off a gift basket at someone's house when you find out that they're sick or something like that. So get, it's just switching that mindset, I think, that's that we've created this culture of me, 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 selfies. You know, it's all about what am I going to get out of it? So being able to sacrifice yourself and give think of giving as something that's outside yourself to help change the world around you is is huge for this generation. But I think it's an important message that most people have lost sight of that it, it changes your perspective on seeing the world around you and the people around you when you start giving. Have you noticed that as you um, started seeing, I'm sure you get testimonials of people who read your book and have started the giving challenge. Have you, have you noticed that? Oh, yeah, most definitely. Um, And that was kind of if I look back to my original journey, my goal is me as one person looking to make a difference in one other person's life each and every Mm -hmm. day. And um, it wasn't a 1000 people, you know, I didn't. But what was interesting is I tracked it for that first year, and I impacted thousands of people. So when you Mm -hmm. just start focusing on one, um, but you have to be intentional. If somebody's listening to this is it's not going to change overnight. I mean, you literally (laughs) have to get up in the morning and say like, okay, I'm going to give a gift today. I have to look for the opportunity and then take action on that opportunity. And one of my favorite stories is I had keynoted a, um, a fundraiser for a community foundation. And then the following year I went back and um, I was in the audience and afterwards a lady came up to me and I bet she was in her seventies, which Mm -hmm. that's what I love about giving is like, you're never too young or old to, to learn and to start. And, and she came up to me and she said, I heard you speak last year. I bought your book. I don't do it every day, but I am giving way more than what I did before I heard you speak. And to me, I was like, success. That is what I'm on a mission to do is if you hear this podcast, you read my book, you hear me speak and 
you do something that you wouldn't have done before. Mm-hmm. Um, like that's, I, I had a gal who was going through cancer and um, she heard me speak and on her way home, like she had a friend that was sick or something like that. And was just gonna, I can't remember all the details, but was like, mm-hmm. just gonna order a meal out or give them a gift card. And literally she is like, no, I'm gonna go to the store. I'm gonna buy the ingredients. I'm gonna make a homemade pot of soup because that's what, I, like, as I go through my journey, that's what impacts me is like when right. somebody does a home cook. And I just love that. Cause I'm like, you know, I think stage four cancer at the time. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and she had all the excuse in the world. Like, the person receiving that gift card or a takeout or whatever she was going to do would have been very grateful for it. And then it stretched her to say, you know what? No, like I'm going to make this home home cooked meal because that's what I would want. And to me, like, it's those stories that I'm just like, wow. Okay. Like, this is why God has me doing this. Yeah. And those are, those are those moments that you realize, like, I, I can do it. I can make a difference in somebody. I don't have to stop at my situation. I can go past myself and, and make an impact on somebody else's life. And it changes your whole attitude on how you see the world. It is, oh. it's, it's emotional, like complete overhaul. And that's what I feel like. I, I believe this with my whole heart. Like if everybody mm-hmm. lived the giving challenge that every, that our world would change because mm-hmm you, you do, you start, stop focusing on yourself. You start focusing on others. And then it becomes like there's science and research too. Like it's good for you. You know, you're right. like less depressed and you're happier and uh, you get a hit of like, I think it's like dopamine, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, even just seeing somebody. And for me, that's, I'll give you an example. I had this, um, I have a big whiteboard and uh, somebody had given me a, um, a, a magnet and it had the word peace on it. And then it kind of had a definition of peace. And I had a friend one day just post on social media, like crap, just going on in her life, you know, like not good, just down and out. And I, that thing's been there for 10 years. I don't know on my thing. And I just thought of her and I took it down. I wrote her a little card, you know, said, I think you need this more than me right now. I'm thinking of (laughs) you. It cost me, you know, what, a buck for the card and, and mail. And she sent me, like, I'll save that uh, message that she sent me because she was just like, thank you for seeing me, you oh, know, like, wow. thank you for seeing me. And thank you for taking the time to let me know that you saw me. Mm-hmm. And those are the gifts that I think we miss all the time where, like, I, I mean, I, and I've gotten to be like very, you know, I can feel that, you know, like I read that post, I looked over, I saw that I knew exactly what I needed to do. And I think we have that happen all the time. But then what we do is we don't follow through with that. And I can mm-hmm. tell you, even for me, because we have this fear, we have this, we start making giving about us. And for me, like, I thought, yeah, what if she's offended by this? Or like, oh, what if this is stupid? Or you know what I mean? Right. Like, oh, all those thoughts. About yes. us. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And then I was just like, okay, well, if I go back to my definition of a gift, give and expect nothing in return, mm-hmm. I cannot control the receiver's actions. Mm -hmm. And I think like, we just have to be obedient and do, you know, I always feel like that's the Holy spirit just tugging on my heart of Stephanie, take that magnet off, send your friend a note. If she gets mad or she's offended or whatever, you know, like that is on her. You have done 
what I've asked you to do. And even it, even what I found too is sometimes maybe that immediate reaction from them, which hers is a good one, but let's say right. it wasn't a good one is maybe a week from now, she saw that and was like, wow, you know, I was in a bad place that day when I got this, but that was really, you know, so you never yeah. know where people's going to be when they receive something and mm-hmm. the impact that it can make, you know, later on. Yes, exactly. I was just thinking that I was like, we, we don't see the ripple effect that is going to go out from that moment. It could be for, for someone visiting her and they look over at her refrigerator and say, Hey, where'd you get that magnet? And then it turns into a conversation that yeah. is intended for them to talk and open up a door for them to have that conversation and for her healing to start beginning. And that could be just the little bit of the, the catalyst that gets that going. We don't see that, but God does. He yes. sees all those different aspects that we don't know. And if we are just obedient to the prompting of thinking of others first of, of stepping out and giving, and it shall be given unto you that, that whole, that whole scripture right there lays into it, like give, just give, and it shall Mm -hmm. be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together. Shall men, shall men heap into like men will give back. So it's, and it's again, not to, like you said before, not we don't give because in the expectation of, oh, I can't wait to get that, that, that heap <laughs> under me. I can't wait because it might, again, it might not be monetarily. It might be just a bunch of encouragement. Shaman, you know, you just have all this encouragement all at once when you need it. You never know what God is going to use that area of giving back to you and what facet it will be given back to you. And, you know what I'm saying? But it will be in abundance because you stepped out and we're obedient to, um, to do it. Uh, oh, I, I, I've seen that over and over again. And I will tell you, the more that you do this, mm-hmm. when you don't give and you pass up those opportunities, mm-hmm. I know it uh, almost oh, immediately, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I, I can tell you stories where, you know, I got in my car and it was like, why did I not do that? I knew yeah. exactly, but it, it, it it's mm-hmm. always comes down to fear, fear of somebody's reaction, fear of rejection. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then I always, you know, I, I always think about like, wow, what if I was the person that God put in that person's path mm-hmm. and I missed that opportunity, you know, and yeah. I, I was the one person to course correct or to change that day. There's a guy, I can't remember his name right now, but, um, he actually jumped off the Golden Gate Bridge and lived mm. to tell about it. He has an incredible story. And yeah, yeah, he yeah. talks about like if one person just would have been kind to him, you know, on this bus ride over, um, mm-hmm. if somebody would have smiled at him. And so that's where it goes back to like the small gifts, you know, like mm-hmm. it takes nothing to smile at somebody, you know. Yes. And um, yeah, yes, the ripple effect sure. of that to your point. That's awesome. So whenever you started writing the giving challenge, what trickled, what was the, the story behind? Cause I, I know that you have it in the intro of your book, the story behind going into the gratitude challenge. Yeah. So, um, you know, my, I always say both of my books, the giving challenge and the gratitude challenge are like chicken soup for the soul. So they're yeah. stories, the giving challenge is stories. I always say from my original journey and beyond, uh, cause I had full things <laughs> that happened and I'm like, Oh, that's a good story for the book. And I drove myself crazy, like swapping in and out of stories, but oh, I can um, imagine. yeah, I was up in Alaska keynoting 
an event. And, um, I, I really, I had started practicing gratitude years ago. My sister mm-hmm. had given me a gratitude journal. And, and what I found is, uh, practicing gratitude every day, the more that we're grateful, it, it makes us content. And the mm-hmm. more that we're content, the more that we can give. So for example, if I'm just content That's with good. the clothes and the shoes and the purses in my closet, I don't need more. And if I don't Mm -hmm. need more, I can take that $50 that I'd go spend on a new dress or a pair of shoes. And I can give that to someone that needs clothes or shoes or food. And it kind of just creates this cycle of the more you practice gratitude, um, the more you're grateful, the more that you're content, the more that you can give and put your resources um, into giving to those that that maybe have less than what you do or just something that they may need at that time. It, it doesn't have to be somebody that has less than you, you know, it's, it's a friend going right. through a hard time and you send them a fruit basket or whatever, like mm-hmm. now you have the money to do that. You can go back. A lot of times we get in this like, woe is me mindset, you know, this is the worst day of my life or whatever. And then you can stop yourself and go, wait, that's not true. That is not a true state. Look at all these things that God has done in my life that I've been grateful for. Today might be a really bad day. Um, back in well, I got bit by a brown recluse and I got an infection oh, and I was in a hospital. And I mean, it was craziness, but I was able to practice gratitude the entire time I was laying in the hospital bed. Um mm. And so I was standing on the stage in Alaska and I was sharing my giving journey and I was sharing about gratitude and how they go together. And like, I challenged the women to like, go get a gratitude journal. And it was like, God shined this light down on me on this stage (laughs) that said, like, give them the resource, make it easy, make it easy for them. When they walk out of here, they can go back to your table. They don't, you don't have to rely upon them you know, thinking, oh, now I need to go get a gratitude journal, like make it easy for them, but also teach them. So that's what both the giving and gratitude is, is it's different stories of how to practice giving, how to practice Mm -hmm. gratitude. And then the gratitude challenge, um, what I noticed was a lot of my stories were good, fun stories. And um, I saw other people who went through really difficult things use gratitude um, to help them. So a girlfriend whose daughter was, di- or son was diagnosed with autism, um, a, a coaching client that I have who, um, his daughter was killed in a car crash and, uh, a friend that struggled with addiction and almost committed suicide, but this gratitude hmm. theme flowed through each of them. And so I asked them, would you be willing to write a story, uh, for this book and, and share, you know, your struggle and your hard times and sometimes like the lowest of lows and how you've used gratitude. Um, and so that's kind of a combination so that if somebody is struggling with addiction or depression, you see that story and go, Oh, wow, somebody's been there. Look where, how they've come through it. And how can I use gratitude as just one tool, uh, right. to help you navigate challenging times. And now a word from our sponsors. Now let's get back to our program. 
Yeah, it is. That's one of those things that I think people lose perspective of. For years, our uh, Ryan and I, my husband, our word was perspective. Every year we would Mm. ask the father, what would be our guiding word? And it was like perspective. Again, (laughs) next year, perspective. Next year, perspective. I was like, okay, I guess we need a ton of perspective because I guess we're about to go through some stuff and we have to remember where we've come from. And without fail, it would always be, okay, Lord, thank you for bringing us through that. I mean, right. if, if we can do that back there, we can definitely do this right now. And again, the looking back now, I am so grateful. I have so much gratitude towards towards where I've come from and what, what I've done and, and how God has, his hand was just kind of guiding me and, and, and my husband through building a business in a recession and, mm, and, yeah. and just eating, eating, you know, ramen noodles and bologna sandwiches and not, you know, and, and raising two boys and just all the stuff. But now I can look back and I'm like, Oh man, I'm so thankful for those really close times. I'm so thankful for, you know, being able to, um, start a business when most people's businesses were failing. I'm so thankful right. for the relationships that we forged during that time that now we have friends from all over the world. Um, it's But being able to have that change of perspective, so many people are so, um, I mean, in a culture where we're being thrown so much negativity, to be able to take a pause and 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 recollect and remember where you've come and be grateful for it. That is so, that is such a great tool because I think so many people have lost hope and they've lost, and they are like we were talking about thinking all that fear and they have, um, have been blinded by the, this narrative that's been pushing that everything is so horrible that we forget of all the things that are going great of all the, of all the humans that are doing amazing things in the world and to be able to keep our eyes out for things to be grateful for is very powerful. And it, and it changes, like you were talking about that dopamine, it changes your perspective. It changes your heart. It changes how you see others. And it's, it's bigger than just saying, yeah, I'm thankful. Thank you, father, for this food. Amen. You know, it's, exactly. it's, it's, it is so much bigger than that. It's being you know. intentional, both with mm-hmm. giving and gratitude. You know, it, it's being intentional every day and giving puts you in the path, at least if you're going to stretch yourself. So I met a young teacher from Malawi uh, on Facebook, and then I got to meet her in person. And and then you realize I have nothing to complain about. You know, <laughs> she came over here to the United States. I just sat with her for three hours and she shared her story. And when she was over here, she couldn't sleep at night because all she could think about was she could get up, walk to another room, turn a faucet, and there would be clean running water. You yeah. know, like we don't even think about that. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, we, we have no idea unless we've been to a, a, to a third world country or we engage with people who live in uh, poverty, mm-hmm. you know, societies and countries where it's just ridden with poverty. You realize real quickly, uh, going back to perspective, I have nothing to complain about. <laughs> you know, like, yes. Literally. I, I have a bed who they were sleeping on dirt floors and mm-hmm. um, this group, but, but then it took like, 
God used a group, a small group of women in the U.S. to, you know, start a nonprofit and to help this village in Malawi. And we are Mm. literally changing the course of Mm -hmm. orphans' lives and getting them educated and they're learning English and they're reading. And I mean, they're learning, you know, how to sew. Like, it's just amazing. But Mm -hmm. it was these group of women who we had to be obedient and we had to be willing to make those connections and build those relationships and step out in faith. And, um, you know, I always think about that. What if we just would have ignored, (laughs) you know, uh, ignored any of that. And, uh, but God's saying, you know, no, like because you didn't ignore, because you were obedient, like literally thousands of lives will be changed and lifted out of poverty Um, and thousands of lives will be saved. You know, yes. uh, so it's, it's, it's a, yeah, it's gratitude is very, very powerful. And I, I challenge people is that's a great way to start your day. You know, you can, mm-hmm. you can find five minutes if you want to. Um, I actually just wrote a book and put it out called thank you notes to God. And it's how you awesome. start your day with a scripture, uh, writing out what you want to remember for that day. I don't know about you, but I always have like something funny happened like the day before or something always. just impactful. And you're like, man, I don't want to forget that. And, um, it's that, and then it's writing what you're grateful for. And then finally writing out your prayer for the day, because I think mm-hmm. it's really important prayer and gratitude go, um, so much together, but I think a lot of times when we go through difficult times, we can't see where God has worked in our life. Mm -hmm. And when we document our prayers, you can go back and go, wow, he answered that prayer. And that's amazing. And I'm grateful or, oh, wow, that prayer didn't get answered. And I'm grateful that prayer didn't get answered. (laughs) You know, like God had something better or a different route or a different path. Mm -hmm. And, and it's good to be able to recall and remember that, um, which Mm -hmm. I think is important. Yeah. And it changes it whenever you start writing it down and you start, like you said, looking back at everything, it changes the way you see yourself and what the possibilities of what God can do through you. You know, it, it, there's, there's something that happens whenever, um, again, like this culture that we're living in and you're bombarded with, um, all this negativity, your brain and your heart and your mind, like just all the things that you just dwell on, it starts to change you and people start becoming hard hearted. But if we change that and start focusing on things that we're grateful for, things that God has done. And like you said, and if we keep track of that and look back and say, wow, yeah, God protected me in that area. And, you know, I am so thankful. Look, he healed my kid or he healed my marriage or he provided for that job or, you know, I got fired that day, but wow, it opened up a door for this, this, and this. And we start seeing that it changes that mental state and it helps a lot for a lot of people I know personally. And I have like sisters who have gone through this too, where that perspective of writing it down and journaling and getting that out of of their hearts. It turned, you know, it helped them fight their depression because all uh, from where it was like, all I saw was all this negativity. All I saw was what I couldn't do and what I, what I was never living up to. But then when they started writing things down, like, wow, okay. I didn't realize how blessed I was until I actually started writing down my experiences and my talks with the Lord and seeing him answer prayer after prayer after prayer you know, because we lose that perspective of how many times God has actually answered us because we're so consumed by all the things that he hasn't done that we forget all the things he has done. 
you know? Well, and I think too, it puts us in that um, presence of positivity where we're surrounded by, I mean, think about it. You you turn on the news or TV shows now. I mean, you know, like I, I really can't even watch TV shows that I used to like, which now I don't even really watch much TV just because of the the negativity and the dis- divisiveness. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's yeah. Just like, oh no, me either. Oh, mm-hmm. like you can't even just relax and you know watch a thirty minute show or something right. anymore because it's everything's been politicized and. Um, I just like, yeah. And then you hop on social media and there's the negativity. And, and if that is all you are consuming um, mm-hmm. and, and that's why I love like starting each day in the word and consuming the word of God. And yes. then um, like I have uh, one of my rules too, is the first thing I listen to each day is uh, praise and worship music. Mm-hmm. Like I won't, but, you know, like no podcast, <laughs> no news, no like just start with your praise and worship and just a couple of those habits of changing and shifting, man, they'll just change the course of your day. And I found that the more that I do that, you know, now I've been doing it for years, but I'll, I'll find myself just humming praise and worship songs. Like, it's like, Oh, where did that come from? But it's like, Oh, now it's just a part of your soul, a part of your spirit. And um, when you are going through tough times or like the other night, I couldn't fall asleep. And um, it was just like, I found myself just telling myself a scripture, you know, like, Oh, but you, you can't do that. You don't have those tools unless you're investing the time to be able to get to know God and build that relationship. And I've had people ask me um, when I've come off the stage, like, you know, how do you hear from God? (laughs) Right. Yeah. you you talk to him and, and you get to know what his voice sounds like and you spend time and you have to build that relationship just like anything else. So if you're mm-hmm. not hearing from God, then how much time are you spending, you know, in his presence, basically? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's good. That's good. So since you've yeah. written this, these books and been on this journey over, you know, de- over decades, so yeah. or a decade, um, how has this stretched you now? Were you always that giving type like as a kid or has this been like, just opened your eyes to a whole new world, a whole new world. Like, has it been like, but is it like being like, you know, how has it stretched you since then? As, yeah. Or has it had, has it been like an avalanche or has it just been like this really slow moving or, you know, you know, Yeah, no, that makes sense. So I always say I was raised as a giving gal. Um, I didn't come from a wealthy family, um, Mm -hmm. but I came from a family that with servant's heart. Uh, My dad was Mm. a volunteer firefighter and a part-time police officer. And my mom was involved in the church. And I always joke, like we spent so much time at older people's homes because my mom was always like, you know, like making meals and cookies and bread for shut-ins or, you know, like Mm -hmm. that's just how we spent our weekends. And, um, but I, and, and I was even looking back, like when I was in college, I had a compassion child and I was poor as I'll get out in college, but <laughs> I still had a compassion child. Like, I don't even know why. And uh, so I always said, like, I've been a giver mm-hmm. and I was raised a giving gal, but this journey really stretched me because mm-hmm. one thing I am as frugal and as tight with my money as I will get out. And so that is one thing that mm-hmm. I really just learned to like 
not hold tight on my money, like just release it. And used to, if I had a dollar in my pocket, it was like, I'm not giving you that dollar because I earned it. It's mine, whatever this narrative (laughs) I'm telling myself. And now it's just like, it doesn't matter. Like it's God's money. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. He's provided it to me and somebody needs it more than me. Um, I will always like, that's another thing I started thinking about because the lies that we tell ourselves. And I was like, I will always make more money. Like I've been working since I was 13 years old. Like God has always provided. And as I go through this journey and I've been stretched, you know, and now we're talking more on the financial side, because that's where it's really stretched me is that like, I can't think of a time in the last decade where I gave something away financially uh, or a gift that may have stretched me that I looked back and said, oh, I wish I wouldn't have done that. Like I missed that you know, mm, or, mm-hmm. oh, I wish I had that money back so I could go buy myself something, you know, right. fill in the blank. Like, um, and so this journey has really stretched me um, in that way, but also just in the writing, you know, like I talked about is that I have to give all the glory to God because I was not a writer. Like I still am amazed that like, that's what God's chosen to do with my life. Um, mm-hmm. I just came out with my first children's book, Giving Gal. Nice. And I had no idea what I was doing. Uh, literally, like, <laughs> God just like orchestrated the right people in my life and literally like downloaded a story in my head. And I met my illustrator on Instagram. You know, we were talking about that earlier. And yeah. Like she doesn't even speak English. And um, nice. like anyways, but God, you know, God will use you if you're willing to be used. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have to stretch way outside of your comfort zone. And the only way that you are able to do these things is a hundred percent reliance upon him. Um, I know everything that I do in this world is so uncomfortable for me. Um, I even like, I'm ghostwriting my first book and I can't even believe it. I'm like, why is somebody even hiring me? You know, (laughs) like, I'm, you know what I mean? Like it's that doubt and that's, uh, so I, those are just a couple of things from the financial, but then also how That's God awesome. like takes us and takes our weaknesses and um, in his strength, we become strong. And, and the more that we mm-hmm. do it, and the more that we commit, the better that we come. Um, yeah. You know, so, yeah. Yeah. I always tell people are, especially my, my boys, I'm like, God is a multiplier. Mm. If you just, if you just give him one th- aspect of yourself, he's going to multiply it. It's that, it's just in his nature. He, I mean, it's in nature. <laughs> you take one seed and it grows a tree that has multiple seeds, you know? So <clears throat> if you give, <clears throat> excuse me, if you give God the aspect of your gratitude, he's going to open up doors for you to be, you know, to spread gratitude and gratefulness over around. If you give him your finances, same thing. He does it, give and it shall be given unto you. If you give him your peace, he's going to give you peace that passes all understanding. If you, you know, it's just, it's just the way he, he, it's, it's so amazing. So when people are very, very fearful of stepping out into that arena, I always say, Hey, once you give it to God, it's just going to multiply. Everything is going to multiply. It might not be, you know, millions, but it it will multiply. He's not going to give you, give him one thing. He's going to give you one thing back. It's his like, he'll, you give him one thing, he might give you five things back. He might give you 10 and he'll give it according to what you're ready for. 
and he knows what you're ready for, but it's going to be exponential. You know, it's going to be, um, it's going to be more than you've ever hoped or imagined because that's in his word. So what do you tell people who are struggling to get started? Like they bought your book, it's sitting on the counter and they're just staring at it because they're just not ready. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, Oh no. It's like, if I open that, I know God is going to challenge me. So, and there's, and they have those strongholds in their life that they're struggling with to get to step into that area. So what, what would you say to encourage them to take that step? Yeah. Um, make the commitment. I think it's Mm -hmm. with anything in our lives is, um, whether it is starting your own giving journey or gratitude journey or whatever is you have to make the commitment. You can talk all you want about (laughs) giving or gratitude or, you know, throw it out, losing weight, whatever it is that you want to do. You can talk, 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 talk. Um, And that's what I learned in writing my book. Like I, I literally talked for about four years about writing this book and, and it took like that accountability of people just constantly asking because there was so much, like you said, like that fear. Um, but you have to make the commitment and then that's when it gets, that's, that's kind of like step one is a little easy is okay. I'm going to make a commitment, but then you have to be intentional each Mm -hmm. and every day and no excuses. You know, we can find excuses for anything that we don't want to do, but I can almost guarantee you, if you set that goal, you're intentional, find accountability partner, whatever, and start on that journey and go on that journey, not to expect change, you know, just go on that journey to give of yourself and to give God gratitude. Um, I, I just know it will change your life. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I can't tell you how or when that will be. um, But it's, um, it's so powerful. And that's why I said earlier is like, I just know this was this would change the world. If everybody did this every Mm day, uh, we would change the world. Yes. And it sounds cliche, but it's like change, (laughs) change, change starts with you, you know, like Mm -hmm. an after school special, the more, you know, with the star that goes across the screen, (laughs) it's like change starts with you. It really does. It starts with your decision to be that person that you wish others would be towards you. Well, if you want others to be that towards you, start sowing that seed towards others. You know, if they, like I said, given it shall be given unto you. Um, and that's not just monetarily, that's happiness, that's joy, that's all the fruits of the spirit. You know, it's, it's, it's everything. So that's good. Thank you so much. That was awesome. I love oh my it. Gosh. Thank you, Angela. I love it. I love it. I like, love it. Great conversation. <laughs> yes. I always have so much fun. And, and this is why I always tell people and I, and those of you who are listening, who want to be on this podcast or whatever, because I interview anybody and everybody who has a story and has um, something that can give and bring hope. Cause this does give hope. Um, to people that like, okay, I can do this. I can do this, you know, Um, that I I like to interview people just to get to know them. And then of course, we are going to have to go back to the story of you and your husband meeting and the police (laughs) academy, you know, we are. So I'm going to have to have you on again so that we can get to the nitty gritties, you know, (laughs) (laughs) but this is always like a really good introduction because so many people, you don't realize how big the world is until you realize how many people you don't know when you're on social media you're like this person has you wrote oh you've done all this stuff I I don't know who you are but wow you've really accomplished a lot and that's and that's what's so great and so beautiful about you know 
one, like you said, the good and there's bad about social media is meeting all these amazing people who, who are stepping out and doing these things. So I like this being your introduction to people that might not know who you are. And I think this is a great, a great tool. And if you're looking for something <clears throat> for your women's meeting, for your, for your church service, for your youth girls or guys too, um, I think this will be something really great, a, a, a challenge for them to do gratitude, which is really important for youth <laughs> um, uh, in this day and age, especially, and then giving, because what better way to start teaching people than teaching the young to be givers? You know, I think that would be a great challenge. Of, and it's just 40 days. That would be great before the before Christmas, they can have it done. So um, I think I would challenge you, those of you who are listening to go out and get Stephanie's book and, um, and start spreading it. Cause this is something I believe is very poignant um, for today, especially in today's age. Thank you so much, Stephanie. Um, is there any way for anybody to contact you to get involved to, to um, do you yeah. have any events coming up that we should know about? Yeah. So givinggal.com is where like all my information, get my books. I've got uh -huh. book bundles. Awesome. Um, I also just build out a children's website. So givinggalbooks.com. So there's resources for teachers and parents and caregivers. And I'm working on Sunday school lessons. And I always awesome. encourage people. Um, I had a church come to me last year during COVID and uh, they had a junior high group that they wanted to do the gratitude challenge. And they yeah, said, see? can you make like a little downloadable devotional that would go with it. And so I'm always willing to work with people and in, in groups because that's my mission. God has laid it on my heart is to teach people about giving and gratitude. Um, mm -hmm. So it'll, it'll go out and change their lives and the lives of others. Awesome. I will put the links in the description below and it'll also Thanks. be on the giving hope ministries, um, Instagram page and Facebook page for those of you who want to follow her further. I will share, keep sharing until her um, podcast, um, airs. Well, thank you so much, Stephanie, for joining me, um, this Thursday. <laughs> I don't thank know. You. It'll be a Friday when y'all hear her, but <laughs> today we're recording on a Thursday. It's the magic of podcast, podcast, division, television vision. I don't know. <laughs> Love it's, the, it. it's, it's, it's something. <laughs> well, you have a blessed day and I, I look forward to talking to you very soon. This is exciting. You Thank you so much. Thank you guys for listening to giving hope. Please be sure to follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We'll see y'all next week. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another great episode of the Giving Hope Podcast. On today's episode, I had the pleasure of interviewing Stephanie Jones, the Giving Gal. We talk about gratitude and giving and the impact that it has on society today. So sit back and enjoy this interview with Stephanie Jones. Stephanie Jones.